So as uh, we were discussing with Adam Zevo just before the news at 7, tomorrow is the second anniversary of the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. And worth reemphasizing how much Vladimir Putin thought he was just going to roll in. It was going to be like the Germans taking over France and that they'd just roll in and then they'd set up a puppet government. They'd depose the incumbents. They replace mayors with the loyalists, probably police chiefs, who knows what. But it didn't happen. And two years later, the fighting continues. Melinda Haring has joined us frequently on the show to talk about the security situation, where the war is, where we are in terms of trying to backstop the Ukrainians. Melinda Herring is a senior advisor at Razom for Ukraine and a senior fellow at the Atlantic Council. It's nice to have you back. Thanks, John. Great to be with you. This is a sad anniversary. And in particular, I was playing, I don't know if you've seen it, but a, a foreign soldier who's either South African or British uh, posted a video yesterday where he just said, you know, what is wrong with the West? Why can't you come? Because we're desperate. We're on the ropes here. He's fighting for Ukraine. Where are we in this conflict? So this is the 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 anniversary tomorrow's the anniversary and ukrainians you know it is a david versus goliath struggle and the heroism is unbelievable but it's getting harder and harder the russians have broken through in adivka and they're running out of ammunition and they're running out of people and there's enormous frustration that the united states has not sent the 62 billion dollar package and there's going to be serious serious shortages this spring if congress can't make this happen. What happens if Ukraine falls? I mean, you know, I guess there's two ways of framing this. One is, you know, what happens to Ukraine? But does Vladimir Putin just keep on rolling? So the the scary estimate that I've just seen from the International Institute for Strategic Studies, it's a really good think tank. It says that Russia will be able to sustain the rates of attrition. So it's lost an enormous amount of soldiers and tanks and military military kit for the next two to three years. I I, I don't think that people are expecting it to roll into a, a NATO country immediately. But Putin definitely, you know, he would have to reconstitute his forces. Uh, but there is an expectation that if Ukraine were to fall, that he would try to take off more territory in the West. So let me ask you the same question that I asked somebody who has spent the last two years in Ukraine just a few minutes ago on the show. Why is this our fight? And I could say that as, you know, an American or a Canadian. Why? What's our pony in this race? So it, it, it's 5,000 miles away uh, from, you know, us in Toronto and in Washington, more for you. Uh, and it, it can be hard to see why this is in our interest. But if we don't stop Putin in Ukraine, uh, he will go after a NATO country and it will be much more expensive to stop him uh, in NATO. And the United States and, and Canada are part of the NATO alliance. And under the Article 5, uh, we would be obligated uh, after a vote to, to help protect these countries. So that's one. But to me, I think the moral case is more important that after after the Holocaust, we said never again to genocide. And it's clear that Vladimir Putin wants to erase Ukrainian identity, language, nationhood. Uh, and we also, you know, look at what's happening. Iran just gave uh, Russia 400 ballistic missiles. And the Russians are also receiving their, their 155 shells from North Korea. This is not a world that we want to live in. If Vladimir Putin is not stopped, it, it's only going to enable and encourage uh, more authoritarians to rewrite the borders that we, we closed a long time ago. Thank you for this. Good to have you back. Thank you. That's Melinda Herring, senior advisor at Razom for Ukraine.